Flexmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where it's better to be slapped with the truth than kissed with a lie. <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, here on RxMuscle.com. I'm joined by my lovely producer, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Brian, it's great to be here. Listen, I want to tell you something. It's a fantastic thing that you're telling me here. That's a great proverb. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, the other day I was walking down the block, that exact proverb came right into my head. And what I was saying to myself was, ooh, what, a, what an enlightening show Brian has. And uh, I just want to tell you, uh, I had a kiwi today and I felt fantastic. How about yourself? <laughs> Dude, I can't believe you just pulled that on me, man. I'm sorry, I, I had no, no, to. It's okay. It's too funny <laughs> because just in case the listeners that haven't been on the on the forum, the thread was a lot of people were responding to the fact that uh, they thought Jeff was doing an impersonation of somebody. I don't want to really mention who it was, but those who actually raised the the query will know exactly who Jeff was doing an imitation right. of. And dude, I got to tell you, you're on the money. You're out of control, man. I mean, you're really good with impersonations. I you know? I, I had to. You know, I was I was actually reading through it, and I said that I. I downloaded both shows. I downloaded both shows. I had both shows, but I, I uh, downloaded it to my uh, to my iPod, and I was listening to it over and over for the past two weeks. There's so much information contained in the previous two shows that if you listen once, you're going to miss something, and as you listen again, you're going to get so much knowledge. I mean, he's he's just a wealth of knowledge, and I, I, I enjoy listening to every second of him. Yeah, he's great, definitely. Um, the funny thing is, as I said on the thread, I said, watch what's going to happen, Jeff. I said, we're going to have a thousand people responding <laughs> to the JTP, Jeff the producer, uh, impersonation versus getting into the actual, you know, meat and potatoes of why we're all here to the show, obviously. But, you know, but in all truth, we do want to be entertained. Uh, you know, we realize that. That's why I got Jeff as my, as my, you know, co-host or whatever you want to call it because of the fact that, you know, we need to blend, blend some lightness and some, uh, some absurdity with, well, because life is absurd, obviously. You know what I mean, Jeff? Absolutely, and uh, you know it's full As of. You know. uh, oh God, I I, I know I'm, I'm going through yeah. it. Uh, you know, all of us, all of us go through it. But you know, it's it's a rhetorical, it's it's a satirical, and. Uh, you know, you can you can look at it as a giant experience and, you know, you can look down on it and say, wow, my life sucks. And you could look at it as a story and say, you know, every time I turned the page, even though I wasn't expecting that, and that's definitely not how I planned it out in my head, eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, thank God that happened because now I know how to deal with it. So that's, that's yeah. how I'm looking at it now. No, that's a great point. I do want to get into that Russian proverb that I just mentioned there because uh, Jeff and I were just talking about it on Facebook. And by the way, guys, love to have you like us on Facebook. You go to the Quantum Physiques page over there and like us to show support there. Um, you can also go to the forum, of course, and log in and then uh, ask questions, of course. Uh, Jeff, I got to confess to you, I went to the dark side today, buddy. I oh know I should I should have gone to the gym because it was legs day and I went out and did cardio instead, man. And not only did I do cardio, <laughs> But I've been doing cardio more often than the weights, actually, because for some reason, I'm just on this kick where I'm really loving being outside. You know, it's fall weather. It's beautiful to be outside. And my kick now, too, is to go out there at dusk on my mountain bike when the sun's going down. It's getting dark because it is such a thrill to ride through the woods at night. I'm telling you, I know it's scary. It's probably stupid because if I fall, I'm going to get hurt. But there's something about the extra risk of riding your mountain bike fast in the woods at night where you can't see anything. It blurs reality because your eyes, believe it or not, in the dark cannot keep up with the, um, you know, at night. We're not really good at seeing at night, believe it or not. So it's really hard to make out what you're looking at. So it's really kind of freaky. And it kind of shows you like the the computer limitations in a sense, right? You, you, we are biological robots or biological computers. And it's kind of cool to push those boundaries and realize to see actually, wow, look, my software can't keep up with the data that's coming in as an example, you know? So I just want to let you know, I did go to the dark side and I'm really uh, apologetic and I'll do my penance. I'll do 16 <laughs> squats with 700 pounds. <laughs> five, you know, kick, I, five I, <laughs> I think I think I think part of this uh, kick and, and and it's interesting you bring this up because I'm you know not really the type of person who does too much cardio. Obviously, you know I go to the gym, 
um, you know, probably three or four times a week. And then, uh, you know, after I'm done with my workout, I'll do about 15 minutes max, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, the, my my favorite time of the year to like get out as often as I can is the fall. I mean, to me, it's the perfect combination of you got that nice brisk wind. You, you know, the sun is setting perfectly every, you know, to me, it's just perfect weather. I mean, I love the summer. You know, I love the heat. But there's something about the fall weather to me that's just perfect. You know, the leaves are falling down. The sun looks nice. You want to be out. So I find myself recently actually uh, doing cardio before I train, which, you know, in in, in bodybuilding circles is something that you're not supposed to do. But but I feel great after I'm done warming up. I got a nice sweat going on and I'm not seeing any uh, detrimental effects. As a matter of fact, my weight's started to increase a little bit. And I don't know if that's because I'm jump-starting the system or whatever's going on there. But, you know, I'm doing 15 minutes, a nice pace, you know, just like probably about four, probably about like 4.5 or something like that on the treadmill. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. And, uh, you know, just kind of walking home. And it, yeah. it feels great. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm loving it. So I don't know if it's the fall, if it's just uh, something going on in the wind, if it's because I'm programmed to be connected with you and now you're doing this crazy bike shit and now I got to start yeah. doing cardio. I don't know what's going on. Well, the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, I mean, what I'm asking myself now, to tell you the truth, dude, I, I, I got to confess, man, this is kind of embarrassing, but when I stop and think, it's like, okay, what do I want to do tonight? Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of skinny because one of my things and one of my issues has always been the reason why I got into bodybuilding because I always feel kind of skinny. You know, I'm, I'm actually more of an endurance athlete uh, naturally anyway. So like the fear inside me is, you know, I don't look good enough. So I need to get to the gym. But then I'm, I've been thinking more like what's going to make me happy? I mean, I'm really what I'm trying to do is go to the gym and put on muscle so I can feel happy. Like, oh, wow, look at me. I look great, right? I'm filling out my jeans. I'm looking good. I'm happy. Then I'm thinking, wait, you know what? Screw that. What will I do right now that'll make me happy? And I'm like, you know what? Getting on my bike and going out in the woods will really make me happy right now. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I guess I'm going to forego that. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. But I'm realizing, though, that I'm just choosing right now in the moment to do what's going to make me happy right now instead of, in a sense, doing things out of more out of fear, in a sense, you know? And listen, whether I put on or lose 10, 20 pounds or, or lose 20 pounds, nobody out there really gives a rat's ass, honestly, right? I mean, Jeff, when I see you, you and I shake your hands and we hug like brothers. You know, you're not like, oh, look at how much weight he put on or put off. or You know, so like I'm not a competitive bodybuilder. So I think for me, it really is more about doing what's fun, you know? It's 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 about doing what's fun, but you see, you you nail it on the head, and and, and I, I I think that we're just going to keep coming back to this one uh, truism about life is that everyone wants to do something that makes them happy, and and obviously the fear that you have is this very strange fear that oh my god I might lose some muscle, but you know yeah. what Brian, who cares? Who cares? Because yeah. for the last two weeks that I've been doing the cardio the way that I've been doing it, I feel better. I really don't care if someone comes up to me and goes oh my god it looks like you lost three point five inches on your chest. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. I did four point five on the treadmill and I feel fine. I really don't get it. It it doesn't bother me because um, what what I'm doing is benefiting me in other ways. I mean, it's benefiting my 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 mind. After I'm done doing it, I come home and I'm more energetic to do the work that I have to get done. Um, obviously, you know, this is perfect bike riding weather. This is not something you'll be able to do, especially in the East Coast around February, March, April. Forget it. Like like we have the cold weather straight up until April, unless you want to be one of those polar bears that kind of yeah. jumps in the water and you know kind of ride your bike into there. But I I'm gonna put like studs in my tires, man. I love getting out in the winter too. Yeah, definitely. You see. But I mean, you know, the the, the whole, the, you know, you know, the bottom line point is that if it makes you happy, who cares? And and so yeah. what if you lose muscle? So what if you don't look as good in terms of bodybuilding good? You can go train at the gym for a few weeks. Your muscle memory bring you right back in a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to confess another thing. I actually watched Oprah's life class on this weekend, man. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but uh, right, it was now, actually. Now I'm scared. Now I'm yeah, scared. Now, right. Yeah. It was actually, dude, it was actually pretty good because she was talking about body image and she goes, without a doubt, when I was leaner, I was given a lot more attention and a lot, I was received a lot differently than when I was heavy. And as everyone knows, uh, Oprah is the poster girl for yo-yo dieting. Obviously she gained and lost, I think a couple hundred pounds, right? Jeff, it's like ridiculous, you know, but she was saying that, you know, she goes, the truth is, is that we live in a society where there's a lot of pressure on all of us to uh, fit the mold, to look a certain way and to act a certain way, you know? And she had on, in in this particular life class, all these ex-beauty queens like, um, 
I forgot who they, who they were, but women who were like the poster girl of the 60s and the 70s and what they went through. I'm mean, talking about tortured lives, man, where they you know, began to realize their whole life was staked upon how they looked. And as they began getting older and losing that, what they did, you know, sometimes the, the, the psychotic breakdowns or psychotic behavior they had trying to maintain some sense of sanity when their whole life was revolving around how they looked, man. It was pretty eye-opening. You know, what Oprah said was that, look, what I realized was that this outside world is changing. I can grasp at straws as much as I want to, but things are going to change. And so what I had to work on, she said, was cultivating inner life. And honestly, I give her credit because that really is what life is about. Because eventually, you know, I always say that the journey outside really is a journey inside, whether you realize it or not, Jeff. You know, uh, Oprah, you know, unfortunately gets gets uh, mixed up with her celebrity because, you know, she's a human being just like the rest of us. Yeah. She had to go through struggles just, just like the rest of us. She didn't suddenly appear on TV. She had to fight for her position. And Brian, you know, it's not like that she only has uh, or, you know, I should say only only had one strike against her, which is that, you know, she was going through this insane dieting period. Like you said, she's oh, skinny yeah. Oprah. She's fat Oprah. She's hot Oprah. She's ugly Oprah. Um, she has two other strikes against her. And, you know, I might as well just say it. I mean, this is pretty obvious. Number one, first and foremost, she's African American, and number yeah. two, she's female. So yeah. she's Afri- so, so so she's African American, female, and she's overweight at this point when she was, you know, beginning her career or you know, I guess starting to break through the industry. This this woman has overcome so much, and you know what? Not once did I ever hear her ever complain ever about any struggle that she's ever went through. She just tells the story. Yeah, she just tells the story. I don't. I don't. I. I. I mean. I. I can't recall. Do you? Do you remember? Uh, you know, at any point in like any point during her career that she complained about what she doesn't have? No, I don't actually. Well, not, not, not that I'm a big fan, but I don't really recall any of any of that stuff for her complaining. No, and I think you know the the, the uh, you know the reason why that she's so liked and sh- you know and so loved by people, and you know the reason why most people don't understand her is because she has all of these other things that people use as excuses as to why they can't succeed, why they can't lose weight, why they can't get to the gym, why they're not paid enough money. She's transcended everything, and not only that, but she's a super mega star. I'm sure yeah. Peter, I'm, I'm I'm sure people on Mars know who the hell she is. Yeah, no, that's a great point. She definitely has come a long way, man. And actually, you know, thanks to her, Eckhart Tolle really gained celebrity status also. And I really, I mean, I've been a big fan of his before he was on Oprah, but uh, he is the author of the, the mega bestseller, The Power of Now, which is one of the books, Jeffy, I think you were asking me a couple of weeks ago about what books and movies to check out. I definitely think The Power of Now is a phenomenal life-changing book, man, because he really does talk about what it means to, you know, try to practice waking up or practice becoming more conscious, I guess, in a sense. And, and what how it can transform your life, man. I mean, it's pretty cool stuff. Gotta look into it. Gotta look into it. Yeah, without a doubt, man. So, dude, this uh, Russian proverb, I thought it was pretty funny because you actually uh, responded to me. It's better to be slapped with the truth than uh, kissed with a lie. (laughs) I mean, how many of us, you know, and that's one thing I think, Jeff, you probably agree is that um, this show you know, I always say I want to bitch slap my audience, right? I mean, my whole thing is I want to have as few listeners as possible because I'm trying to get rid of all the losers out there. I'm trying to get rid of all the of all the roided up Jersey Shore guys that just want to like have six pack abs and big muscles. I'm looking for I'm looking for you, you right hey, there. Calm, actually, calm, one calm person. the fuck down there, Brian. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> yeah. So the whole point is, is that um, as uh, Jeff, as you know, is that you know I do prefer having a hard edge and, and being a little tougher, I, say, I think, with the truth than all right. the sugarcoating bullshit that society throws upon us, I think, in a sense, you know? And you were in agreement today on Facebook, buddy. <laughs> that, that, that little uh, proverb, the, and it's kind of funny, it's a Russian proverb, uh, you know, I, yeah. just, I, just, I just kind of picture like, uh, you want to be slapped by, uh, by bullshit, I slap yeah. the truth instead. But um, no, uh, I... I look at I look at that statement like this because I'm a I'm a pretty blunt person and especially to my <laughs> friends and, and people that I know that are going to have an impact in my life and that I have an ability to have an impact on theirs who I consider again close friends or even like acquaintances or coworkers or you know people that I just interact with on a regular basis I like to be honest with them when they ask me a question and I'm not the kind of person that if they say hey uh, you know do you think I should be with this person they'll be like no and then they say, why? And I say, well, because they're really not right for you because they're a jerk. You don't like the same things and you're only with them because they look good. And that has, has brought me to so many bad situations where I'm like, oh, you know, what are you talking about? You know, I really, I really care about him. You know, he, he does so much for me. Then, then why ask me the question? Because the truth is you didn't want an answer. What you wanted to hear was that 
beautiful lie. You wanted to hear a lie that felt good to you, that felt like a kiss, that felt like an embrace, that felt like you were getting support for going down a path that you know the majority of people out there who are close to you disagree with because you know deep down it's wrong. So that 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 like hit me pretty hard because I just recently, you know, tried to talk to someone like that and I was pretty much uh, ousted. <laughs> you know, I was, I, was, yeah. I was pushed to the side. And, you know, I had to give it a few days before, uh, you know, this person contacted me again and we reconciled. But, you know, it's all because I gave my honest feedback, which, you know, he ended up accepting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny about lying, buddy, because um, we could do a whole show on this, man. I actually wrote a paper once on the the biology of deception because it turns out, I I mean, Nietzsche says the powerful always lie. And then I think somebody else said, I forgot who it was, that uh, the greatest lies we tell are the lies we tell to ourselves, actually, you know? And if you look at this, man, it's pretty cool. Like, um, in evolution, I guess there was um, pressure on even the first cells, the bacteria, the, the primordial soup. There was pressure back then to deceive predators, right? That's what it comes down to. I mean, look, you're about to be eaten. So if you can puff up and look bigger than, than, than you normally are, <laughs> then the, right. the, the predator is going to think, hey, I can't eat that guy. He's too big. So right. in a sense, evolution is, is inherent with deception. It's actually just as much as there's truth, there's also deception. I mean, women, look at the beauty industry is based on a lie. High heel shoes, uh, lipstick, um, you know, earrings, piercings, all, all, you name it. Be- female beauty especially is based on deceiving the men into thinking a woman is more beautiful than she is because beauty is really what hinges on female attractiveness in our society, unfortunately, you know. Um, and Jeff, anytime you can cut me off, just go ahead and jump in there, buddy. Yeah, are you familiar with the uh, philosopher Schopenhauer? I know of him. I'm not familiar with his work, so personally, no. <laughs> one of one of the uh, most pessimistic writers out there, and he has a you know in oh. in, in, in uh, one of his writings, uh, he he has and, and and like I can't remember the book, but um, you know this 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 wasn't something that I had to read in college. This was actually a book that was given to me way after I was out of college, and um, it was it was one chapter based on women, and uh, you know you talk about blunt. This guy basically said, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, that like women are looked upon as objects of reproduction. And he proves that because he says, look at, look at who gets, look at, look at what men want. They want the beauty so that they can continue their legacy. And once the woman no longer looks good, the man kind of either drifts off or he stays with this woman and he goes to the next beautiful woman. And then you talk about affairs and outside relationships and third parties getting involved and it, it just just a very interesting concept that he has on women and beauty and 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 I think it kind of ties in with this if you i'll 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 try to look for the exact uh book and chapter this way you can look into it yeah yeah definitely I mean it's kind of funny you been uh, again here's here we go down the yellow brick road here you know about <laughs> Schopenhauer being a pessimist because you know the whole thing here with optimism and pessimism again there's always got to be a balance you know going back to what Dr. Nadler was talking about of course about you know the, the balance of polarities and the balance of masculine and feminine another way of saying it basically is that um, you know Jeff this irrational exuberance which is what um, Greenspan said right hey doc, hey, the, Professor Greenspan or the Fed Chairman Greenspan why did the economy blow up <laughs> was irrational exuberance, which means basically <laughs> all these idiotic pest optimists, right? Because well, optimism, just so you know, the, the science of optimism, when scientists study optimists, they find out, wow, lo and behold, these people lie to themselves more. They actually twist reality, buddy, into perceiving themselves as superior. Whenever something goes wrong, they tend to blame other people. Right. So optimism, in a sense, again, I'm not down on pos- being positive, but the truth is that anytime you're positive, you also bring in some negativity as well. So this whole idea about think positive and be positive, it's kind of bullshit to some degree because it's like a rubber band, you know? And so if you want to grab a rubber band and stretch it out in the positive direction, well, hello, idiot. You have that tension, right? The tension in the band, of course, is the opposite side, the negativity. So you can't have positive without the negative. And so in a sense, we're seeing this now with the collapse of the economy, with this irrational exuberance or irrational optimism, you know, some pessimists tend to be a little more real, realistic, a little more pragmatic, actually, you know. We tend to, we, because I am a pessimist to some degree, tend to suffer from depression more as well. But that's also an evolutionary advantage because you kind of tone, tone down and don't take so many stupid chances in life also, you know. You see, and what you're saying is so blatantly, uh, you know, honest and, 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 just, and just in your face that uh, your, your pessimism, which, which leads to honesty, <laughs> is going to get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So in a sense, you're 100% correct. (laughs) 
Speaking of honesty, I was just in the bookstore this weekend and there's a phenomenal article on, on marriage and men and how men are becoming like uh, second-rate citizens or whatever. Dude, it's in, it's in the magazine called The Atlantic Monthly. It's definitely worth a read because, you know, again, when sociologists or when economists study large groups of data, pe- people, populations, they get these trends emerging, you know, and they're showing now that, dude, I mean, men are like, I mean, I, I don't want to say this, but I mean, of the unemployed in, the, in this country that have lost jobs in the past three or four years, buddy, three quarters of them have been men. There are now more women in the workforce now than there are men. There are now more women. Women have jumped up in salary like three, 300% in the past like 20 years. Men have only jumped up like 8%. I mean, it's, I mean especially in the African-American community, it's unbelievable how many single women in the African-American community have kids because so many black men, unfortunately, because of the, of the prejudice in this country have been incarcerated. But I mean, it's really interesting how they were showing um, just the lies, not, not so much the lies, but just the, the varied reality people are experiencing now in relationships and in marriage and how, how it's shifting because of the changing economy and stuff, you know? Let's take a quick break um, for our station sponsors and we can come back and we can pick that up again. Once again, this is Quantum Physiques here on RxMonster.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick break. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gasparri, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or metabolic nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two. $200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Cisternino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Here is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. Gear utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, Gear is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with Gear. This is IFBB Pro Michael Libertori from T. Gear. Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18th, 2011. See you there. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com Because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel full hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 bread. RX muscle approved. 
On November 12, 2011, Hydrolyze Ultra and Dimatize presents the Hydrolyze Ultra Iowa Pro 212 and Bikini Championship, plus the Species NPC Battle of Champions, Bodybuilding, Figure, Fitness, Bikini, and Men's Physique event, a national qualifier. This event has so many perks for athletes, fans, and everyone in attendance. The Iowa Pro and NPC Battle of Champions is being held in the River Center Convention Center along the Great Mississippi River in downtown Davenport. Come watch guest poser IFBB Pro Andy Hammond as he performs with all of his well-known stage antics. All of the top male and female pro athletes from across the country are headed to Davenport, Iowa to compete this November 12th along with the best amateurs from throughout the U.S. all vying for their national qualification. Stop by our booths and bring home samples from your favorite supplement companies who will be in full attendance on November 12th in Davenport, Iowa. All contest information, ticketing, and pricing can be found at www.npcmidwest.com. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. And welcome back to Quantum Physiques, where we were just discussing the pros and cons of lying in truth. I'm here with Jeff, the producer. And uh, Jeff, before the break, you had mentioned, I guess, another tangent about marriage, I guess. And I was talking about the article in the Atlantic Monthly, which is actually a really great magazine, well worth a read, uh, discussing the shifting, um, I guess, the shifting variables, values. And, and uh, I mean, get this, buddy. Here's another one example. Is it just me or are there a lot of shows on TV now, a lot of new news coverage on the polygamists. I mean, I swear to God, every day there's a new article on the Mormons out there. I mean, not even just with Mitt Romney running, but there's an HBO series that's very popular called uh, Big Love or something. Big Love. That's been out for years. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, a a few uh, months back, actually, I saw a repeat of a a, a 2020 or a a thing article on on swinging. I mean, definitely my point being, the overarching thing is that there definitely are some shifting. Mexico, get this, Mexico has uh, a new legislation to make marriage a two-year contract i mean a catholic country is looking to make marriage a two-year contract so there is some shifting things the article i was reading on jeff before i'll let you get back to see what you wanted to say was that um was that the shifting economy is really affecting women and and marriage because a lot of men are losing more jobs um the alcohol drug abuse incarceration rates of men has gone up actually which ends up reducing the amount of marriageable men so as an example, one guy says, hey, you know, I'm a successful black guy in New York. I got it made. He goes, I'm never getting married, which is kind of what happens because the pool <laughs> of actually marriageable men decreases. And I'll tell you, you know, we were laughing at this article, dude, because it was giving one history exam or one history example, like in Russia, what happened in, in Romania when Ceausescu incorporated some kind of a new law that said you could have as many kids as you want and he gave you tax breaks. That was a failed experiment. There were like millions of kids thrown into in sanitariums. It was really tragic, but it's just funny at how marriage is much more dynamic and, and, and flexible than we ever would think. Traditional ideas are really out the window in, in, in today's marketplace, buddy. But I mean, the, the whole point here, back to the original track here, was on deception and how we are really hardwired to deceive. I mean, I hate to say this, but bodybuilding itself is really precipitated upon deceiving somebody. I mean, if you look at what bodybuilders represent, it's supposed to be the, be the ideal athlete. And yet I'm reminded of the scene in Achilles um, or whatever that movie was with Brad Pitt as Achilles, I think. He was Achilles. Right. Oh, Troy. Troy. The movie's called Troy. And Brad Pitt is this athletic looking guy, but not really too muscular. And this human bodybuilder comes in to slay him and he laughs and just like jumps over and puts a spear right through his heart and kills him so you know the whole the whole thing here of course is that you know and again i'm not saying that all bodybuilders i mean sure someone like ronnie coleman really was a strong guy but you know there's a lot of deception of course right i mean hey buddy get this isn't really aren't muscles are all the primordial armor i mean if you think about it what if you when i go to these things like um those festivals where they have all these crazy kooks hanging out in like armor and stuff. You know, it's like one of those Renaissance festivals. I mean, if you think about it, that is just more modern muscles because muscles were the first armor we had, right? A thick muscular body was was to some degree protective of them for a man. And then when we got more technology, we began to use shields and armor. And so, you know, but nowadays, if you saw someone walking around with a freaking shield of armor, you think the guy was a loony bin. He's a kind of a nut. So, you know, to some degree, you can understand why people look at, at 
Bible and say, well, why are you so insecure? You have to walk around with a bunch of armor on you on you if you think about it, actually. That's a that's a great point. And, and, trying, and you're trying you to know, deceive people into thinking that that you know I that know. you're somehow protective. If you think about it, really, you know? And and and, and isn't it funny how, you know, people people will use that argument about like, you know, well, you know, I guess you look like that because you uh you know, you have a low self-esteem, and no, actually, I I look like this because I'm I'm proud, and that's why I'm showing off the uh, you know the uh, the biceps and the chest and everything. Not that I do that because yeah. I, know I cover up. No, you do. I, I know. I I you know early on for sure. I mean, you know, the reason why that you wanted to, well, the reason why I wanted to lift is because I wanted to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, because yeah. I thought that that was going to bring me all that confidence that I saw him exuding in uh, Pumping Iron and of course Terminator and all these other movies where he was just bigger than life but as yeah. as i got more into the you know into you know bodybuilding and lifting i really narrowed it down to how great i feel afterwards so uh but you know as as a as a protective armor even even the armor that you're talking about how are they shaped they were they were in the shape of very muscular large men too so you're yeah. right it is it is like a modern day troy where like you have you have people walking around who are the common folk and then you have the gladiators yeah yeah, it is kind of funny actually, and uh, it's kind of I'm thinking of that. Um, it's kind of funny because I'm thinking of that. There's a show on Spike TV. It's like who would win if you know. I'm just thinking like you know because because the reason why to some degree that Brad Pitt won, I guess, was because he wasn't heavily armored. He was very light in his feet and he was fast. So right. like you see some of these things on TV where it's like, what would happen if a Zulu warrior went against a Zen master? <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm off on a crazy tangent. Forget about that. I, I, I obviously I'm sorry. I apologize to the audience. <laughs> But um, we got to pull it back on track here. We're talking about uh, what here, buddy? About oh yeah, muscles. Truth, and lying, lies, deception, thing. muscle, armor. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with deception, I guess, right? Because it is part of what uh, provides um, the the. The, the the juice of the oil in in the economy. I mean, to some degree, every used car salesman is, is is a liar to some degree, right? I mean, every salesperson to some degree has to embellish and exaggerate exactly why you should buy their product and stuff, you know. So, you know, it does provide a kind of a social glue in a sense, you know, because I think most of us probably couldn't deal with the truth, Jeff, if we really. Oh, were absolutely, absolutely. You know? As you know, what as a matter of fact, you you brought up Facebook and you brought up the quote and now and now, and now you're talking about deception and armor and like you know the body image and like salespeople. Every person who puts a partial picture of any body part on Facebook as their main profile picture is obviously trying to sell you on something. Yeah. If I click on that picture and your and your uh, Facebook is private, that tells me you're insecure. And I'm and I'm going to tell you what that means to me. Okay. If I had a Facebook profile, think about this for a minute. Facebook was, you know, originally created to be a social thing. It was it was an interesting way to meet people that you wouldn't normally go up to because you were too shy to meet them. This is what, you know, the guy originally created it for, you know? It was it was it was a college project yeah. and he and, and he basically wanted to meet women. No, this is this is a true story. No, I know. I saw the movie. <laughs> right. The movie's fantastic, right? Yeah, and, it was. And, it was. And, and in and in later interviews, you know, he said that he was, you know, he was he was with somebody, but no, he had a problem being sociable. And so, you know, he he created this thing and it it really devolved, in my opinion, it devolved into what everyone likes in reality. And what do people like in reality? They like to be surrounded by their clique. They like to be surrounded by their people. They don't want you to come into their circle. They like the tribe mentality. They like to be able, you know, to fly their sigil above the little tent that they created on their gravel. Yeah. And Facebook is interesting because even though that they that, that that certain people want to be praised and they and they put this profile picture which is either seductive or it's like a guy who's showing off his abs in a very kind of like you know provocative picture or like you know a very gorgeous looking woman who's showing off her ass and like you know the picture and they happen to be a common friend of someone you know and you're not trying to get with this person you're not you're not you know you don't want to like talk to them necessarily but you notice that their profile is so privatized it's only for people that they allow to come into their little circle in in a, in a, in a thing that was created to be social. You meet yeah. the, you, you a lot of these people that you meet in person, they're plastic. They're fake. Oh, yeah. Fake people. The ones that I see that are the most outgoing, the ones that are that are the most real and I'm 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 sorry but this is just it's 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 my it's my opinion. 99% of the time, they're not looking to impress you because they're self-confident. So, you know, yeah. again, it, it just just to tie it in with this, like, you know, physical armor 
and you know the the whole sales mentality. I think Facebook is an interesting example of how that manifests itself in you know modern modern day. Yeah, it is actually. You know, I want to take one quick step back into the reason why you got into working out because you know this whole idea of like what is reality. I mean, who who are you really, and like what really is. Um, is I guess like your raison d'etre or your reason for being here because you know what you said there I think was very apropos that um, you didn't want to really lift weights because it was what Jeff wanted to do it's because your culture actually imbues you with the sense of if you do this if you look this way you too can be idolized or you too can be whatever because if you think about it really Arnold did usher in this whole genre of, of film and of body image in a sense in this country, you know? But if you and I right. were living in another country like in Japan or, um, or in Ghana and Africa, I mean, you know, they have different cultural um, ideologies and what they think the ideal look is as an example. And so it's all really relative, you know what I mean? Really, the only reason why you and I are here doing what we're doing, Jeff, is because we happen to be born in this country. You know, so it's it doesn't true. make it right. It doesn't make it right in a sense, obviously, you know. Well, that's that's why that's why Arnold had to come to America. I mean, you know, it wasn't like that, you know, yeah. the, whole, the whole the whole bodybuilding thing was was so huge in in, in Austria. They decided to not leave. No, yeah. he, he came to America because he knew that that was going to be more accepted because America loves beauty. They love it, especially in California. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, very, very materialistic uh, society still, as you know, I mean, look, look at what's popular on TV. It's just, you know, very superficial, shallow shows. I mean, there's a show on right now on, on science channel called what is, what is reality. And I guarantee you there's probably, there's probably nobody watching it because they've all t- decided to tune in to quantum physiques. So like no one's watching these <laughs> quantum mechanic shows on TV anymore, you know, but no, seriously, you just, you know, people look around and see how bad society is and they blame politicians and they blame this and that, but it is a reflection, Jeff, of who we are as, as, as a group, don't you think? I mean, really, things are bad because we are really losing track of what's important. Um, you know, one, a couple of people emailed me, Jeff, over the past week uh, asking about, well, actually, even on the thread, uh, one of the guys, one of the regular listeners was saying, hey, what kind of probiotic do you recommend? He said Fred's show was great, but he didn't really know what Fred was recommending. And, uh, you know, just so you know, Fred is an outstanding guy. I mean, the guy really is Superman. I mean, who else do you know that was an Olympic, uh, a Navy Olympic lifting champion that could run marathons like the guy does, still going strong at 82 years old. And um, again, his website is um, anydoubtleaveitout.com. And he's got his own line of products that I definitely recommend. His product line includes... Uh, a very high uh, bacterial count probiotic, also uh, some really amazing enzymes. Um, but again, if someone doesn't want to buy his products, um, other other companies I think are good. Renew Life, I just bought a, a critical care um, probiotic that has got like 50 billion units per capsule or whatever. It's a 14-day wow. cycle. So you're basically colonizing your gut for 14 days. You're blasting it with all these different uh, bacterial strains. That's definitely something that I think I want to mention to somebody that it's, it's well worth trying. Um, also the enzymes. He's got some great enzymes as well. I'm a big fan of uh, two particular enzymes, natokinase and sereptase, I believe, because they actually, on an empty stomach, will go into your bloodstream and digest scar tissue. And again, bodybuilders, especially, Jeff, or athletes, um, are going to have a lot of scar tissue because if you think about it, anytime you're actually sore, in a sense, you're creating uh, an excessive amount of microtrauma and you are going to have some some scar, some fascial scar tissue, actually. I think there was a recently um, some autopsies done on athletes' body, believe it or not, and they showed that this like white fascial like material actually grows in and it's part of what why people get stiff as they get older is because the muscles are getting more imbued with fascial tissue and so wow. I think these enzymes can help to break that up and keep you your muscles supple and flexible but also again for for arterial health and for heart disease and heart conditions too I think you know di- di- dissolving fibrinogen the clotting factor can also be very healthy and stuff you know so those are some things I thought worth recommending Jeff what what like you know causes that like uh, type of scarring? Is it just the uh, the the regular wear and tear of like putting this putting your body under the stress of lifting? Is it the the proteins? What you mean in the in muscle? You mean particularly? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I think what you're actually doing is you're actually, um, you know, you're actually causing, like, I guess, a sheer force and you're tearing apart. Um, maybe not so much actin and myosin, but the actual cells themselves are rupturing, actually, to some degree. And so when, when the cell ruptures, it releases a whole bunch of different chemicals in there that are chemical messengers that trigger, of course, um, you know, the anabolic cascade, if you want to call it. 
But um, part of that also, of course, is like, you know, it's almost like having, a, in a sense, a getting stabbed. You're, you're tearing tissue. When you tear tissue in, in muscle, even though you're not penetrating the skin per se, you are causing the same type of an inflammatory response to a large degree, of course. Now, again, that inflammatory response is built into it is the anabolic process as well. Right. But again, when, when you keep doing it and you keep doing it on a massive scale, um, you know, that's where you get that ele- elevated enzyme. What's it called? CPK, cro- cro- uh, creatine phosphokinase, which right. people think is a heart disease condition. People have a heart attack. They have high CPK levels, but also athletes and bodybuilders have it because you're releasing a lot of this enzyme into your bloodstream with muscle damage and stuff, you know? And again, over the years, I mean, you and I both know, I mean, look at uh, Jimmy the Bull. The guy can't even move some of oh, his body yeah. parts because he's so scarified. And actually, beyond scarification is the bones begin to change and you get calcification too. So right. Jimmy is an example. Can they lock out his elbows, right? Because yeah, he has yeah, so much yeah. Jimmy, calcium. Jimmy, you're exactly right. Jimmy's Jimmy's a case of of the severe like cal- calcification where he doesn't have any any like pain whenever he does the actual movement. And like I think that that's because he just has so much calcium built up. Like yeah. like it's a cement brick, which is yeah. actually preventing him from going so far where he would be able to stretch the tendon in, in in like its normal range of motion. So what I'm what I'm like talking about is that you know you specifically mentioned the. F- yeah, well, there's well, fibrinogen, I think, and I, I may be wrong, but I think fibrinogen is, is a clotting factor that's, that's in the blood. And so, obviously, the name implies fibrin, which I guess is like, you know, a collagen-based type uh, of tissue, which could also be used what scar tissue is. And I believe that's also part of what causes, um, you know, arterial blockages and stuff, too, obviously, is that you get a lesion, and then you get some kind of a buildup of plaque or, or, or collagen or whatever around that. And then, of course, it leads to an occlusion, you know? And, right. I be- and also... You also get um, in the bloodstream too, I think, you get undigested food particles. Believe it or not, dude, get this. If you have a food allergy, if you're eating bad foods and they're really irritating your gut, you start getting um, leaks called leaky gut basically because the villi in your GI tract don't work properly. And so they actually enlarge and allow food particles into the bloodstream directly. So in other words, instead of going into the liver where everything is kind of purified and filtered, these things leak into the bloodstream where they trigger long-term immune stimulation, which of course ends up burning out your immune system. That's why people get allergies. That's why they get sick, um, you know, because you're getting immune suppressed because you've been triggering, you've been rubbing, irritating the shit out of your immune system for so long by having this, you know, leak. Again, it's subclinical. A doctor may not be able to actually diagnose it, but, you know, having too much gluten or having other types of, even like chocolate, man, it could be an irritant and can cause that to happen. And so I think these um, enzymes, natokinase and sereptase, actually go in and help to digest or enzymatically dissolve these food particles too in your bloodstream, buddy, which is really good for helping to, once again, give the immune system a break and it can heal itself. And then you have more of an optimal immune function. It's pretty amazing stuff. Where where does this uh, sereptase come from? Is it isolated from like uh, something or? It's like caterpillar, it- caterpillar dung. <laughs> no, really? Um, no. no, seriously. I think, <laughs> I, no, I'm not kidding. I think, I think, I believe natokinase comes from caterpillars. It's what wow. they use to break down the cocoon when they want to hatch. They actually yeah. release these enzyme and it digests the, the cocoon and they're able to get out and then start becoming a butterfly or whatever, you know? So. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you ever, do you ever, do you ever sit there and like wonder because I, 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 I like, you know, I kind of do this because, uh, you know, like I've told you all fair that I'm, that I'm a pretty sick person, but I, 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 I kind of sit there and I ask myself, how, how, how did, how did one guy wake up one day and he says, you know what, you know, this is, this is a leaf and, uh, you know, it's a cool looking leaf. I'm going to burn it and smoke it. I, did you ever like ask yourself like, like, like what the motivation was for like, you know, the first herb to be, uh, put to pipe? Uh, yeah, <laughs> put the pipe. Yeah. I mean, you have to wonder, you're right. I mean, but seriously, dude, there's instinctual intelligence. You have to understand you can't, we can't even imagine how long chimps have been on this planet. Like, or even like say hominids, like human beings or, you know, our, our prehistoric ancestors or whatever. We're talking like, you know, hundreds of millions of years trillions of generations, buddy. I mean, there's so much accumulated knowledge, man. I mean, why is it when a dog is sick, he has the instinctual intelligence to go eat grass, you know, right? Right, right, right. right. I mean, you know, just because it's an evolved mechanism. So yeah, in a way, it's pretty amazing, dude. Get, the, I mean, how life and how intelligent life interacts with the environment, it's really hard to say where the the individual animal or species is and where the other things outside of it are. Let me give you an example. This guy, Michael Pollan, wrote this book. It's called The Omnivore's Dilemma. He wrote a lot of books about, like, you know, life and how it's good to be healthy and all that kind of stuff. And he had this thing about, like, you know, 
So when you're mowing your lawn, who's really in control? You or the lawn? And so everyone's like, oh, of course, I mow the lawn. Or really, is the lawn mowing you or you mowing? Because he goes, look, when I'm sitting here and he goes, and I'm like planting a, a plant or whatever, and I got these beautiful Yukon Gold potatoes because I love Yukon Gold, you know, and so I'm planting this plant. And there's a bee next to me, and that bee is like humming around this tree and he's looking for the right flower. And he picks that flower. That bee's thinking, I'm in control, right? I want that tree. I want that flower. I want that little piece of, uh, of pollen or whatever it is because I'm in control. Now, we know because we're so smart human beings that that tree actually did a great job of deceiving the bee into coming and sucking its nectar, right? Because the tree evolved, right? The right combination of color and smell and all that stuff to get bees to come to it to basically help to pollinate that tree. So That's the tree, in a sense, was in control of the bee. So I in like a sense, that. you could say, well, you know, he's like, I'm planting this potato because I love Yukon Gold potatoes. Well, how do I know that the genes in the potato didn't really help to shape my evolution in a sense, right? Because, I mean, in a sense, I like them because they're big and fat. So maybe in a sense, they're doing better than Idaho potatoes because Yukon Gold are really big fat potatoes and I happen to like those. And he's thinking, <laughs> you know, they've said that grass shaped human evolution. So who's in control? The reason why grass shaped human evolution, buddy, is because we were a little weak, little fledgling little primate walking on two legs, right? And believe it or not, the open grass savanna gave us better ability to see predators. We were actually, because we had no hair, we were able to hunt in the midday sun and we were able to be out under the sun longer than other animals could because they couldn't tolerate the heat. So in a sense, you could make the argument that genes don't really care who they're in. They don't care if they're in cattle or grass or people. It's the genes in a sense or the information, right? It's the information contained in this matrix, right? That in a sense is dancing all the time, dancing with species and individuals. And it's this beautiful like web of interconnectedness. And like we just think we're in control because we're human beings having a human experience of this web, right? But a fucking piece of grass is having a grass experience. And so as far as he's concerned, he picked us. He evolved to pick right. us. I right, mean, right, who right, can right. fucking argue that he's wrong? Yeah. That's a, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I like the, you know, I like the whole thing about the bee and the flower because you're right. It's, uh, you know, here's, here's, you know, it's, 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 it's true. It's like here's this uh, species who's basically flying around and he's saying, you know what, I'm that's picking. mine because, because, because yeah. I chose it. But in actuality, it's not. It's, it's, it's. You're right. It's that entire combination of everything just being just right, just enough to attract the bee, and therefore, who's controlling the, uh, you know, the flower. Yeah, it's, it, very interesting stuff. I, I, I actually, you know, I got to admit, I didn't know that about the grass. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's very interesting. It definitely helps you to get out of your own little limited uh, human being experience, right? And look at things from the grass's perspective. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> right, exactly. Right? It's like, well, you know, look at these morons getting killed. I think I'll grow to ten feet so that you know, yeah, so that right. so that I can protect them. So uh, as as you're smoking the grass tonight, buddy, just remember, pay homage, please, <laughs> no, pay homage. I, I, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Not just about I don't smoke no grass. Wait, hold on. Let's just make it very clear. I don't smoke uh, no grass, and I uh, actually uh, will not be crushing any caterpillars tonight to try to get rid of my fibrinogen or whatever the hell it is. Please but don't. No, yeah, no, please don't. <laughs> well, it's 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 uh, no. That, you see now now that gives me uh, a a a reason. To not question it, but to find out more about it, as like opposed to just saying, "Well, why would someone pick up that rock?" Well, maybe it's maybe it's not because uh, you know the guy wanted to pick the rock up; it's because that's what was supposed to happen. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So back to your original question about uh, you know why. I mean, I just think that you know animals and people have been very curious, and you know I think a lot of time. I mean, dude, how is a deer born knowing what to eat? I mean, <laughs> I often wondered, man. I mean, because I guarantee you that mama deer ain't teaching it. That's for damn sure, you know? <laughs> well, let's maybe, you know what? It probably does. It probably copies what the mother does. But have the, I mean, have the mother learn. So, I mean, there is this thing of um, just the fact that we've been interacting with our environment so long that that's why I think that uh, we just have, you know, a lot of things figured out, man, right? There's a lot of, I guess, intelligence stored. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny, like kind of back to genes and everything, um, you know, like the richest environment, as you know, is the one with, with the most diversity, the most amount of genes. It's almost like, in a sense, genes are like money in a bank. And so like an ecosystem that has a lot of genes is very rich, in a sense, because... Well, yeah, New York, exactly. That, that's why so much culture comes out of New York because of the diversity, right? I mean, this whole thing about Aryan supremacy and stuff, it's so backassward. It's so stupid. I mean, because <laughs> you know, when you look at groups like, like they want to stay and marry within their own group, what do they get? They get Tay-Sachs disease. They get all kinds of problems, actually, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, and go back to marriage. 
This is why if you look at primates, seriously, there is so much mating going on not just the alpha male, but female baboons will sneak out and mate with these rogue males because, you know, there's this intelligence that having more genes is better for the alpha male also. Because you know what? If you keep your pack healthy, dude, you're going to get plenty of poontang anyway, and you're going to have healthier babies because there's a bunch of genes in there, not just your genes. Because you ain't Genghis Khan, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Seriously. <laughs> Genghis Khan, just well, so you know, is the, he, he had the most children documented in history, 843 kids proven from him, right. actually. So, right, but, my, right, right. but my point is, is that, you know, if we can let go of our own little stupid little egos and realize that, you know, whatever's happening, it's nothing personal, but it's kind of beautiful, man, because it's like this mosaic of life that's being constantly painted in front of us. And you know, I'm, I'm not sure it makes any sense getting back to monogamy and marriage. No, again. it does. No, it does. It does. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how I grasp it. Because I was just, I was just talking about Facebook, and you were talking about the Aryan race, right? You must yeah. be blonde hair, blue eyed. Only you must speak Russian. I mean, uh, excuse yeah. me, German. If you speak yeah. Russian, you're dead. So That's no, right. the, uh, <laughs> no. Um, if 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 the people in you know the people in Facebook who accept uh, you know lots of people and they and they diversify themselves and they interact with all these new people, they will in fact grow. The ones who stay in their little, you know, corner, it's kind of like, you know, like to me, it's kind of like walking into, you know, like let's say I wanted to visit, you know, like a different country, a country that I've never been to. I don't know, like Istanbul. Okay. And, you know, I go to Istanbul, but I go there with my bubble and I bring everything that I can possibly imagine. This includes furniture. I'm going to bring my own car. I'm going to bring my food. I'm going to bring my clothes and I'm going to stay at a hotel that's as, 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 as American as possible. Yeah. Am I really going to fucking Istanbul? Seriously? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, well, the whole polarity thing. Again, it's like you want to go to one extreme. You know what, dude? Evolution or God or whatever is going to bitch slap you because I'm sorry, this doesn't work that way, man. It really doesn't. You're so it's so right. You know, it's a great, it's a great point. And yeah, you know, just to take an environmental angle here, this is why um, the mass extinction that's currently going on now. We're losing like eleven thousand species a year. It's like ridiculous the amount of species that are going extinct. This is kind of why it's important to keep this because genes are data. Genes are information. Genes are basically our 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 data bank of life, man. I mean, you think money's important. You know, I'm telling you, having this rich diversity in the, in the rainforest, dude, has given us so much. And there's so much more potential we can tap into that, you know, just to allow the deforestation, allow the destruction of the environment is definitely something we all want to be a little bit more aware of uh, as it's happening. So, Jeff, I got to say, you know, talking to you, buddy, you really at me up right now. I want to get out to the gym and do legs. Uh, I just did my cardio, but I'm going to go do legs. I'm going to balance it out, actually. Yeah. And... um I want to thank you for joining me. Again, buddy, if, if people want to like us on Facebook, quantumphysiques.com, if you want a uh, free sample of my of my stress and anxiety product, which Jeff actually likes, he's tried it and he does like it. I love it. You can always go to RxStress, www.rxstress.com and try a free sample. And um, Jeff, anything you want to conclude with, wrap up? Yes, I just want to tell people that uh, also if you have an iPhone, an Android phone, or any kind of phone for that matter, you can now find Quantum Physiques on iTunes. Oh, that's right. I just did that, buddy. I went and got the RSS feed. I got all my th- all my shows on now, man, on my, on my iPhone. There you go. And uh, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week for another great show of Quantum Physiques here at RxMuscle.com. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on Rx Muscle.